Good morning. I just had this message. I'm laying in bed. It's one of those, this is the first day of the rest of your life moments. I'll tell more about that later, but this is what I woke up with. You don't know me. I have a story to tell. This is my story. You don't know me. My name is Renee Francis Kahn. Renee in Montana. This is my story. You don't know me. But you might like to. We haven't met yet. My name is Renee Francis Kahn. Renee in Montana. I have a story to tell. This is my story. And the thing is, we all have a story. We all have a story to tell. And I want to be a part of helping people get to the bottom of that. So just now I listened to this. It's like five something in the morning. We might have crossed the threshold to six. I'm not sure. The thing is, thing is we all feel most of us even if we are seen and heard and recognized and valued most humans go through periods of time where they feel unseen unheard unwelcome unwanted And I think that part of our human process is to continually come back to the truth that by the very nature that we exist on planet Earth, we have mission and purpose to fulfill on this planet. And even that part, even the remembrance and recognition of that for our own selves is part of the mission and purpose here on earth. So then the question is about making meaningful contribution. Is that part of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Self-realization, self-actualization, transcendence maybe? Self-realization, self-actualization is that sensation within ourselves that we are fulfilling our meaningful purpose here, our sense of spirit manifest on the planet, our soul's purpose. Maybe that's what this is about. Maybe that's what the meaning of meaningful purpose is. All I know is that that is part of my mission on the planet. And I've been blessed by such a beautiful arsenal of tools to help make that happen. Conscious, caring, touch, play with purpose, all for the purpose of soul nourishment. And who's given me permission to do soul nourishment work? No one's endowed me with that. No one's given me a diploma in it. No one has put uh, 
something that they do. Well, it's in da- I think it's endowed or imbibed. I love the word imbibed. It's a, a musical term, I think. Imbued, imbibe. These are fabulous terms about self-proclamation or sense of vibration, connecting into a sense of vibration that is available for us, information that surrounds us at all times. We're walking through a sea of information. It's not ones and zeros. We're not ones and zeros walking through ones and zeros. But it is like a hmm, fabric. We're part of the fabric and we're moving through the fabric all simultaneously. And woven within the fabric is all the information of everything that we need to know to make it to thrive in this world because that information is of God and we are of God and we are here manifestations of God in physical form we are manifestations of one of the source so maybe it is no it's not ones and zeros I don't want to get caught up in that But we are of the one and that one is the source and that source is, that source is love. That's what Jesus was teaching us. Even on the cross, love one another, love thy enemy for he knows not what he does. Love your mother because she's witnessing all of this. Just love, be love, walk in love. Know yourself as love. You are the walking, breathing, human being, embodiment of the one love. You are love mixing in the mesh, in the cloth of love. So... I was just listening to Neil Douglas Klotz, uh, Abun, the, from the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic, and oh, it feels so good. I went to sleep listening to it. I woke up listening to it. I'm going to listen to it again after I'm done here. I'm going to dance to it. It's such a gift. It's like the greatest gift what a piece of inspiration I breathed to it first I breathed to it and I uh, worked in a factory last year and the circumstances that got me there were less than ideal but even then I I had to focus on the fact on a belief on a belief that even that was part of a bigger plan and that experience helped to heal me. And when it was time to come, that that experience, that place, that time, those people, that 
experience was to end. I was given short notice and it ended rather abruptly, but kindly, gently, generously. And I was led to the next place, which is Hot Springs, Montana. And while I've been here, I've had to, I've been humbled a thousand times. More than a thousand times. I've been looked after and guided and guarded in a million different ways by people and angels and guardians and guides. I believe family members who've departed the planet already have held the space for my healing and manifestation of self of human on this planet with a deep divine purpose I've had to ask for help I've had to receive help take it in the form that it's offered because that's how help, help comes and it's been a humbling experience I've returned to desires. <laughs> I've felt like I was starving. Starving on every level. Craving connection. Sustenance. And... And these interesting people have come into my life at just the right moment. It feels absolutely divinely, ins- divinely inspired. Vasily Popovich. <laughs> this Russian in the pool who I, we got into this conversation because I was talking to this artist about guns and um, Vasily had just gotten into the pool and he had something to say about it pertaining to either that where he came from there's proof that people didn't need guns and which was the Ukraine and um I thought that was interesting. I had questions about hunting, whether people in the country hunted and if they needed guns for that. And he said no, that people were farmers. Part of me doesn't believe it. Part of me believes that wild boars in the wild, maybe just bow, bow hunters, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, And then again, you just have to trust people when they say a thing, you know? One thing I've learned is trust people when they tell you who they are. 
especially for women. This especially goes for men. When a man tells you, and they inevitably will tell you who they are, I'm a vagabond. I'm a, I'm a man who has five wives. I never concede a point. And if that's going to be an issue with you, stop now. Because for me, I got caught up. It's been a pattern of mine to get caught up with men who tell me that they will never concede, which means that they will do everything they can to force you always to concede. Or there will always be a stalemate, never resolution. And it just leads to frustration and crazy-making behaviors. Certainly on your behalf, you'll make yourself crazy with it. It's a challenge. It consumes a lot of time and energy. But in the end, it will be you that will be hurt by the situation. And although you'll do this to yourself, it's likely most people do. lay blame upon themselves for getting involved in the first place. It's all part of the lesson, see? Just the sooner you get it and the sooner you don't keep doing it to yourself, the better. So that's part of how and why Renee in Montana was born this winter. That website is a physical manifestation of the various projects and processes that have been developing through me and my life and I don't know it's it's a work in progress it's a work in progress that has blatant grammatical errors and blatant spelling errors and doubled up words and all the things and if that's what that fine tooth comb that you want to go through the website with please send me the details because I'll fix those things but for right now I might fix those things I love Ramit Seti who said you know it, the point is that the essence of the information is here and that's what's important and so I believe that the essence of the information is there and readily available and that work in progress to keep moving forward even in its unperfect imperfect form is what's remarkable is what's valuable is what's worth sharing and that's what I'm asking and inviting you to do I'm asking and inviting you to help me share this manifestation of self this act of self-realization, this act of self-actualization in the world. And I believe that in the end, it's 
It is transcendence. It is transcending that need to be seen and heard and recognized and found valuable. To be, to transcend, <laughs> to transcend in Maslow's hierarchy needs all the survival and all the work of the material world and then all the work of the self and transcend all of that and reconnect and rejoin source, just source unto itself. And in the meantime, recognize that we held, we hold within ourselves a divine purpose and our heroic journey is to uncover that, the gems, the gems hidden in the wounds, the gems of wisdom hidden in the wounds of our experiences. Our Father, Thou art in heaven, holy is Your name. Thy will be done, Thy... Oh, let me begin again. Our Father, Thou art in heaven, holy is Your name. Thy will be done... Wow, why can't I remember this? Our Father, Abundabashmaya, Nekodeshamok, Tete Manokuda, Our Father, Mama Mira, Papa Son, Mother, Father of the Cosmos, we hear your name. Holy is your name. Thy kingdom come. That's the line that I was missing. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. Aho. Vasily. Oh, Susan yesterday, Susan yesterday, Susan Roberts, what a beautiful woman. My friend Raven's mother, Susan Roberts. Mm, artist, Susan Roberts, this incredible artist who has this phenomenal story to tell. She deserves an award. She deserves an award for art. I'm going to find out what the name of that award for art is. She deserves an award for her life as an art, as an artist. She has put herself out there. She was born around Sunburst, Montana. This beautiful photograph of her mom, a painting that she painted of the landscape, of the sweet grass hills, and her mom riding in on a horse. Susan Roberts with paintings hidden under her bed. Susan Roberts with indigo hair. Susan Roberts, bright shining star in the sun. 
Susan Roberts, who has a story to tell. Yesterday, Susan Roberts Susan Roberts gave me um, articles in a newspaper that she had published five, um, wow, I'm doing a hard time, can just see it, all of it, and hear her. I have big work to do in the next few days, and... That work involves me getting out of the way of my own ego, my own fear, and it has come up to the edge of my survival, seemingly. I don't want to be homeless. I don't want my power to be shut off. I don't want my water to be shut off. I want to be able to go shopping and get good food, good good food and fresh food. And I've been holding out, working on this project in the cave, in the cocoon, working diligently by myself, manifesting this work. And now it's time to bring it out into the world. All the resources that have been holding me up, helping me out up to this point, it's time to find new sources of income, revenue generation. And I've put good feelers out for months now, surprising things, places that I wasn't anticipating, that I took a bold and brazen move in a moment and I did it. But now, today, tomorrow, the next day, for the rest of the week, for the rest of my life, It's time to stand on my own two feet and to be a source of support for others in that way. Become a philanthropist in my own right. So Susan Roberts gave me a get out there and do the sales work because that's where you're at, baby. And I've known it and she knows And she knows it, and she knows it particularly for this town. And she knows the pain of being having your back up against the wall and how intense that is. And she just said, go here, go here, go here, go here, go here. Say these things to these people. Here are the newspapers with the ads in it that I find the people who put the ads in the paper here. These were the size of the ads that they put in these papers. That's the size of the ad in which they, uh, that's, that's where they're at. Go to these people. Do it. This is where you're at. This is what you got to do. This is what you got to do. And Vasily said to me, we, this conversation that Vasily and I got into started because of guns and it it became about raising children and I could hear in his story about raising kids such wisdom for men how to be good men how to be good dads holy cow wow <laughs> and he was 
elated because I was listening to him and Susan said her favorite thing was getting to hear people's stories and that's my favorite thing too. Cultivating the listening heart is such an important piece because I can't be here and Susan can't be here and Vasily can't be here because Vasily listened to me too. He talked a lot, but he listened to me. He really heard what my need was, what my fear was. And he kept answering to it from his own unique experiences so that I didn't feel so alone because I knew, I knew, I knew my phone was going to get shut off. And what he told me, he told me his grandma never had a phone. He told me, that when he first came to this country, he didn't speak the language and it was so hard to get work initially because he couldn't, he, he had a hard time communicating what he could do. And he has manifest for his own life, a good life for he and his wife and his kids, a good life where they don't want for anything and yet they don't they're not attached to the things of this material world that much but when they want it and need it they do it and when they have the opportunity to give to their community they do it was such a blessing that day and the woman that I met in the pool oh my gosh what is her name I can't think of her name right now she was from Poland. Ah, uh, let me think. I have her name somewhere. It's I've just met so many interesting people, but what she told me about was healing from ovarian cancer that it, she's a nurse. She's a nurse, and she found out she had ovarian cancer, which is what my mom got that took her down the path of chemotherapy, which killed her. <sighs> In the end, <laughs> the body couldn't take her body couldn't take the poison of the chemo, then it tormented her for years. <sighs> Anyway, this woman told me that she'd healed herself of cancer. And that the doctors had pushed her just like they pushed my mom to do the chemo. But that she had witnessed it. The effects of it working in hospitals. And she wasn't going to do it to herself. She described... How people who go through chemo, they have to constantly be washing their sh their clothes, can't mix with other people's clothes, just touching them, all of it. It's like crazy, the poison that, that we put in our body to kill this cancer. And she told me that she healed from it, and it somehow gave me hope. Because I think somewhere deep down inside of me, I'm, I'm always feeling like death is lurking right 
death is lurking and I'm racing. I spent my life racing. Not my life. Maybe my life. I don't know. Maybe that's how we are racing to get all the stuff that we feel, all the love. That's what I told Susan yesterday. I feel all this love in my body and I want to share it with the world and I just keep getting to the edge and then I don't push through. Somehow I don't push through and that's where I'm at. That's where I've been this winter in this cocoon trying to figure it out, manifest it through a website. Because the thing is, one of the projects, it's just, it's not my work. It's not meant for me, but it is meant for the world. It isn't my full manifestation of myself. And I had to work on Renee in Montana project. And it had to happen simultaneously. All the things, the choices that other people may have said were the wrong choices. They were the right choices. They were me trusting that that factory and the GVC, that... That warehouse and that factory, they're, they've all been ma- part of the manifestation of all of this. But then I am left at the end to sort out how these particular puzzle pieces fit together in some way that makes sense for me in the world. And that's what I've been doing. And and that this is the strange process of manifestation as I understand it into the world of the self in the world. And and then we can't stop there. We have to take action on it, which is then the me being backed into the corner and going, it's really a rock and a hard place. I have to go and make sales in the next few days because my life depends on it. And it's nobody before me. Even I had... A very intense interaction with a couple of friends that I had made early on when I had been here. And that manifestation, or that, this, 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 oh, there's so much to tell. So much to tell. Well, I guess I'm introducing some of the characters I want to introduce you to. Um, by telling you snippets of these stories and you'll see and understand more as it is revealed to me and as I find ways to reveal it to you to share it with you but for now I'm going to sit up and do that uh, Abun meditation again so I did the first round laying down and just breathing. So Neil Douglas Klotz talks about how uh, Neil Douglas Klotz talks about how the he suggests or alludes to these ancient prayers were done f- in part for the sake of creating a collective breath and that the healing happened in the collective breath and that this is how Jesus actually did most of his healing work was breathing with the people that he was healing 
and that he could do that for the group collectively. Um, Heal the masses of people, the throngs of people who showed up to hear him speak, to be in his presence, to perhaps get a glimpse or even more um, blessed, they thought, to touch his robes. But, and Klotz alludes to the idea that it's through the breath. And then Neil Douglas Klotz gives us this beautiful music and the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic done as this round, this incredible, um, it's just a, a beautiful piece of music that between the rhythms and the harmonies, I, it, I, 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 and the subtleties hidden in, in there and the words themselves and the way that it compels me to breathe along with it when I'm just being passive and breathing, it helps me to calm my mind, to allow creator, source to work on me, to heal me, to work through me, to remind me to walk in love, to speak with love, to hold out for love, to recognize love all around me, to be the embodiment of love. to emanate love, to recognize that that is the source within me and all around me, and to move about the world in that place. And so I've been having this prayer recently because in my relationship with God, you know, I have these moments where I'd rage. I rage because I'm this human who has these human wants, needs, and desires, and it doesn't seem to be manifesting quick enough, and I have hardly enough faith to make it through to moment to moment. And then I throw these temper tantrums because I can't hardly figure out what is actually going on inside of me. And in the temper tantrum is revealed the information that I need to know that needs to be healed or desires that I'm not um, admitting to myself or needs that I need to understand that I'm acting needy about and that's probably pushing people away. So I have these rage, I have these experiences where I cry at temper tantrums, even more than a a temper tantrum. Those can be rages and crying and cajoling and doing all the things. I'm like a little baby who doesn't know how to communicate their needs. And so I'm thrashing around crying and, and frustration and anger and frustration imploring this all-knowing universe to hear this human 
and help me through this moment of pain. And I suppose it would be more becoming of me not to throw the temper tantrum, but I trust that this source doesn't mind, that it wants to, it's benevolent, and it can hold all of that information for me so I don't have to hold it in my body, and that's why I allow myself to release it in that way. But then it's my job to shh, be quiet, listen and hear. Find a way to breathe. Find a source that gives me comfort. And that this prayer in Aramaic is that. This beautiful song. It reminds me to breathe and it helps me to just allow the wash of love source to flow. For me to, to float in it. To receive it. knowing that that, that it's going to be okay. That I'm okay and it's going to be okay. So the prayer I've been praying coming out of that is help the people who I meet up with to receive me in the spirit of love help their hearts be open to me help their ears hear hear me because i need them to hear me i need their hearts to be open to me and to this project or these projects these ideas i need their hearts to be open Because this isn't just about me. It's about them and their children and their grandchildren and their seven generations down the road. And this moment in time as a turning point for all of us to experience abundance of goodness of health and happiness and prosperity that investing in me in this moment is part of that creation of abundance of healing wholeness harmony health Happiness, healing, harmony, holiness. That's what this is. So I need them to experience me as the embodiment of love and goodwill for them, to them. And prosperity for them. I need their hearts to be open. And their minds to be open. And their wallets to be open and filled with 
easy cash to give right now. Knowing that it isn't about the, um, it's about transcendence. And it's about foundation. It's about the foundation of manifestation of our soul purpose on this planet. And it starts with survival, which I've been in for the last few months. And now it's time for me to move up quickly through the lower levels of Maslow's hierarchy of needs so that I'm stable, so that I can meet my mate and be an equal to them, so that we, all of us, can transcend, can self-realize, self-actualize, and transcend. So for most of the people who have gotten their universes dialed in, they need to, they might need a self-discovery journey. And that's their place. That's the transition point from the lower level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs to the upper levels. A soul-nourishing, self-discovery adventure. And that is my work. Creating space for soul nourishment through, discovered through healing arts and creative self-expression. It's about creating space for people to have, take the time. It's creating space and time for people to take a self-discovery journey. So, and the last few days I've been feeling like, you know, this is actually fear it's it was fear but it's started to get exciting you know it's like because i don't know how it's going to manifest so i'm pretty excited to see in the next few days how this next uh um leg of the road <laughs> this this path Because I, I feel like I'm just like rounding a corner, rounding a bend. And I'm in that part of the corner where I don't, I can't, you, you can't see where you came from. You can, but, but now it's like just fading memories. And you don't know what's coming up ahead. But you just have to trust that you have the knowledge and strength and courage and confidence and all the things that you need in order to step by step take little mini moments of action little mini moments of action and each with each step 
more of the 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 playing field will be revealed that's where we're at we're discovering the playing field who's gonna be the first people who are going to invest in this project and what are their stories so it's actually really exciting it's this a really fun thing to look forward to this day and the next few days and the rest of my life this is the manifestation of that that concept of living my best life yet and that is one of the goals through people watching me turn in the turning point coming out of the turning point and manifesting and this manifesting before all of our eyes this abundance that's here now within me for me that will be to the benefit of the people who <sighs> will be for the those who I pass by that I am that I am I am whole and healed and because of that we uh, we we can transcend the traps and trappings of the material world and allow ourselves to play with our purpose to make everyday meaningful contribution to the world to fulfill our purpose to fill to feel fulfilled fulfilled a sense of fulfillment in making our meaningful contribution oh it's just so beautiful so I'm excited. I'm excited to share with this journey with you. I'm excited to see what's next for me. What happens next for me? How is this going to manifest? It's just exciting. I have no idea. I don't know who is going to jump aboard this awesome train <laughs> first. <laughs> Around the bend and then there's a train station. Around the bend and there's a train station and it just... Gives us a ride through the countryside for a while in this countryside is beautiful. And it's a quiet train. And it's a train that rocks us. S nourishing and sucring. It's like a train like cradle, cradling us. A train cradling us. And a train that sings lullabies to us <laughs> and then I have no idea what the next stop off at the next train station is but I have a feeling that just around this bend is a train station on the next leg of this adventure and I don't have to walk alone it's a train 
filled with party goers. We're all recognizing that we're all at the party. And then we're having a fantastic party. This is a fantastic party. There's music and food, good food, such good food and libations of every sort. And nobody gets drunk. We just, just enough to take the edge off. To enjoy our life. I think that's it. We're supposed to enjoy our life. Be filled with wonder at this beautiful, magnificent place and space we get to play. This beautiful earth that we are supposed to be stewards of. That's what we get to do. We're not supposed to do it at the expense of our joy and foisting our ideals onto others. Every person sovereign unto themselves. All of us here together to enjoy our lives and each other. That's what this is about. So... I will update you on this adventure. I so look forward to it. Sending out much love to you and yours. And uh, receiving love and abundance in return. This is Renee signing off from Hot Springs, Montana. Much love. Take care. We'll be in touch soon.